Hello, you guys. Before the show starts, I want to tell you I'm going to be up in San Francisco doing my show live at San Francisco Sketch Fest, January 13th, 4 p.m. at the Gateway Theater. My guests will be Janine Garofalo and musician Matt Nathanson. Uh, he'll be he'll be my musical guest, but also some chatting. And I have decided to do something insane, which is I hired a choreographer off of Thumbtack to come up with a dance for me to perform to my theme song because I was worried that what if just my podcast isn't enough at this festival? I want to dazzle people. I want to put on a spectacle. I want to bring the house down. I want to do something with flags, even though I don't think there's going to be flags involved. I don't know yet. I I haven't met with her yet. We've just been we've just been emailing. Um, but I just I promise you this. I will be in San Francisco. And I hope you will too. Come out. It's going to be really fun. SFSketchFest.com is where you go for tickets. SFSketchFest.com for tickets. A bunch of Allison people are going to be there. That's what they've designated themselves. Um, and uh, and it's just a good group of people. So come on out to that. This episode that you're hearing now is something that I have been for a while referring to as the lost episode. It was one of the shows that we recorded up at Bumbershoot in Seattle in late 2015. My guests for this episode were Mike Lawrence, very funny comedian, Hutch Harris, very funny musician from the band The Thermals, which is like my favorite band, and uh, Rachel Ratner, who is very funny, and she's from a band called The Wimps, and also Tom Rapp, Trap Dog, flew out from New York and played the jingles live, which was super fun. And Jeff, who's sitting here but doesn't have a microphone, were you on stage for this one? Do you remember? I was on stage for that. I and we have Jeff yep. in a corner. Nobody puts baby Jeff in a corner. <laughs> no, but we put adult Jeff in a corner. Um, so fun fact about this episode, it was actually slated to go up uh, after I had Elliot because we had got we got some stuff ready because we didn't know how long I was going to be you know, not doing shows, but then it turned out I wanted to get on mic pretty fast. So we never released it then, but we're releasing it now. I hope you are having a wonderful week and hope you enjoy this episode and I will see you, hear you, you'll hear me, etc. next week with all brand new episodes. We'll be back then. Okay, here's the episode. And now live from the Cornish Theater at Bumbershoot in Seattle, Washington, it's the Allison Rosen is your new best friend podcast. Tonight, Allison welcomes her guest. He's a comedian and poet, but don't worry, ladies. He also loves comics and video games. It's Mike Lawrence. He's lead singer of Allison's favorite band, The Thermals, which is also what she calls lingerie. It's Hutch Harris. She's lead singer of the band Wimps, but started out in a band called Butts, which was small and tight, but unfortunately, Butts didn't explode. It's Rachel Ratner, feature- featuring live music from Trap Dog. Chef Jeff is here to show us how to whip up a nice Seattle freeze. I'm her husband, Daniel, asking you to hop on board the love bus and say hello to your new best friend, Allison Rosen. Allison Rosen, Allison Rosen is your new best friend. Allison, Allison, with her good times never end. Allison Rosen, 
welcome to my second Bumper Shoot show. I am super excited that you're all here, and I like how you're all really spread out. It's like you do, you do not want to sit next to another human being if possible, and I relate to that so much more than you know. So I'm going to bring out my guests very shortly, but first, actually, uh, a couple items that I totally forgot to mention yesterday. We have T-shirts available uh, for the very first time in this new incarnation of the show. Those are available. Thank you. Thank you. You guys hear that too, right? Those are available in the merch tent at Bumbershoot. Is there anyone in the audience who's wearing one who can stand up and model? Stand up. Everyone take a look at them. These are the shirts. Thank you. Thank you very much. Merch 10 at Bumbershoot. Also, after the show, I will, um, if you go out to the lobby, I'll come out and say hi to people because I didn't get a chance to say hi to people last night and I felt uh, empty inside afterwards. So if you want to meet me, that is where I'll be. Okay, super exciting show. Let's bring out our guests and we have a song. I do believe I heard the door something I will not ignore. Someone I am waiting for and I believe they're here. Now would be the time that they would have already come out. <laughs> this is weird. Hold. I'm going to go find my guests. Oh, oh, I see them. Here they come. It's Hutch Harris of the Thermals. Yay. And Rachel Ratner of Wimps. And Mike Lawrence of Comedy and Poetry. Come on out. That's okay. We'll just slide down. All right. Mike Lawrence, how has your Bumbershoot experience been so far? I've been in a hotel the entire time overcoming a fever and celebrating my first anniversary with my wife. Congratulations. You don't know how to feel about that. What the, is someone starting to boo? How did that monster find love? <laughs> you have a very sweet story of how you met your wife, right? Uh, okay, Cupid? <laughs> I don't know how it's sweet, but yes. It's not, no. actually. I was wrong. Everything after, the, I, I think online couples like overcompensate for the shitty how we met stories. You know, like everything else has to be amazing because those are the worst. Right. Did you ever think of not telling the truth about how you met? No. Do I look like I can lie? <laughs> Hutch, Rachel, what about you guys? Have you done any online dating? No, I never have. I go on Tinder and I just swipe right if I know the girl already. <laughs> and then say hi. And then don't go out on a date. It's mostly girls I dated already. Yes. Um, my brief foray into online dating back when I was living in New York, that's what happened, actually. You'd think that it would open up the world for you and all of a sudden you'd be looking at people that you wouldn't otherwise find. But I was like, I already follow that guy on Twitter. Yes. Yeah. So the world is just tiny. Um, okay, so some people out there should have some cards upon which you may have written questions because we're going to do topic sombrero. Please note my very authentic inflatable sombrero, which doubles as a cooler. We're going to put the questions in here, and then we're going to draw them out of here because I get a 
ridiculously weird kick out of pulling things out of things. I love that that was probably made by Asian kids who don't know what Mexican culture is. It's true. All right. I'm going to come out. I'm going to come out and I'm going to get the cards and we're going to hear Topic Sombrero. It's the Topic, Topic Sombrero. We ask for topics and you send them in. It's the Topic, Topic Sombrero. Now pick a topic and let's begin. It's the Topic Sombrero. Okay, it's a hearty hat full of questions. Let me just pull one out. Now note, they're not, they're not vetted at all, so I'm going to have to do it on the fly. Okay. Oh, all right. Jillian Dempsey uh, would like to know if we like soccer. And her mom lives in Naples, Florida, by the way. Um, I personally, I don't like soccer. I don't like watching it, and I really don't like playing it. And I don't know if all schools' PE programs had a robust soccer uh, section. Like, I feel like we spent months of the year playing soccer, if it was just because I grew up in a very athletic Orange County and did not fit in. But my memory is of frequently going to kick the ball and just not even making contact, like Charlie Brown style. So I don't like soccer. You guys? Uh, I, I'm not very good at uh, team sports, though, like you, my parents signed me up for all of them, and then I didn't uh, succeed at any of them. But I enjoy watching soccer because I think they have the most attractive uh, male players. Very I fit. But they, like, fall down looking. and cry a lot. Excellent actors. <laughs> yeah. It's a whole performance. I mean, I don't know how much she likes soccer because she didn't refer to it as football. Yeah. <laughs> Which everyone who really loves it will not ever call it the S word and just say the S word when they get upset. Um, I like it because like there are actual stakes. Like it's the only sport where if a team loses, you know at least three people are gonna die. <laughs> it's true. Is it important that her mom was from Florida? I don't know. Where is she? Jillian. Hi. Hi. Do you have an affinity for Naples, Florida or your mother? Okay, then that's a yes. I think it is important. All right. Now, Rachel, you said you're not good at team sports. Are you good at individual sports? Anything you can do alone, I'm very good at. Okay, that makes sense. Me too. Wouldn't you watch a crying in your sleep Olympic event? Like, Gold just medal. 20 people just in beds, and whoever can, like, cry the hardest be the best? Any activity that you do alone, but you wish someone else was there. <laughs> a, long, a solo ping pong I'm really good at Exactly <laughs> Drinking a milkshake with two straws But it's only you there <laughs> Someone else is coming I swear Slurping spaghetti like Lady in the Tramp But it's just uh, you Or there's, it's just dog, you and an actual dog <laughs> Where's the other Is the other end of the spaghetti like in your ear It would have to be yeah. It would Attached to one of those hats Like for the people that have the two beer cans It could be like that it's funny, you spaghetti. just look back at that movie, you're like, man, Walt Disney really hated Italians. <laughs> he hated a lot of people. Yeah, to be say, fair. A Did lot he love of... anyone? I think, like, It's a Small World is how he viewed the world. <laughs> All right, here's a question from Josie 
from Bainbridge Island. On the podcast, you talk a lot about your troubles getting pregnant. I was wondering, when you get pregnant, are you going to tell us right away or wait a little while before telling the listeners? Thanks. That's a good question. So I've this has been. That's like, a fun festival question. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. They're, I'm betting them on the fly. Trapped on. You got a song for that one? <laughs> Uh, I, I talk a lot about the fact that I'm trying to get pregnant and I'm um, doing IVF, which is a whole a whole thing. Um, and I've been so open about it just because I'm kind of a loud, open person. Um, but then people write in and they tell me that it really helps them to hear someone talking about it. Because a lot of uh, women don't talk about dealing with infertility. Hi, I'm going to make this funny in a second, probably. <laughs> save me. Save me, Mike. Um, no, but anyway, um, I, you know... There's this trend towards it seems like people not announcing pregnancy until like a week after the baby's born. And I keep thinking, if I were to get pregnant, what would I do? Actually, I don't know because I'll be torn because part of me probably would want to say right away. But it seems like people, like, I don't know, it's like superstition or something that they won't announce it right away. I mean, it, the weirdest part would probably be having to ask for the Facebook likes back. <laughs> What if there's like a contest where one of your fans, everyone could enter, and then someone, like one person, could get a personal phone call? I would when you do get that. Pregnant, but then, and then they can tell everyone else. Right. Ooh, like a phone tree. That makes sense. Well, that let me just good. say that I'm pregnant right now. I'm like, just oh. <laughs> oh. I think waiting three months is like the typical thing, just to yes, make sure that just it's healthy and such. Right. But I think that people would then, just because it's kind of this ongoing storyline, they would then guess and then. You know what? I'll deal with that when it comes. Okay. Um, oh, here, here is a challenging one. I hate my job, but don't know what I want to do with my life. Any advice? And this is from Raphael of Denver, Colorado. Well, you should uh, join Michelangelo, Donatello, and Leonardo, <laughs> and live in the sewers, eat pizza, have fun adventures, and fight Shredder and his two henchmen, Bebop and Rock Studies. <laughs> Wait, what's the job? He didn't say what the job is? He didn't say what the job is. Is he here? Would he like to offer... Yeah, what is the job? Helping people. Yeah. <laughs> can, you guys, can you guys teach so me boring. to be more selfish? No, it does sound terrible, just being in a hospital all the time. Can I just work in a dispensary where I only get to serve my friends? Because that's, that's all I want. <laughs> I would say that uh, accept the fact that all jobs are going to suck and be terrible and try to find personal fulfillment outside of work. Because even if you have a nice job, you're going to eventually hate it and toil through the days. (laughs) Not having rich parents is the first lottery that you ever lose. do think this tyranny of everyone has to have passion you have to have passion for what you do um, it's sort of like the message that everyone should be ecstatic every single day and I feel like it just sets the expectation way higher than is even possible yeah, and I have something you can tolerate, don't be treated unfairly or wrongly or unjustly or whatever but if you're treated alright and you're paid alright and you can tolerate it, I don't know, it's a job so right? happiness is overrated is what you're yeah. saying yeah, the internet has also proved that most people are untalented and terrible anyway <laughs> we now get to see everyone's thoughts and they're awful and terrible and so you'll probably die anyway if things go well yeah okay and lastly hey girl hey girl 
My husband and I are here visiting Seattle for his 40th birthday. Was there a better gift that I should have gotten him? I couldn't think of anything else besides this trip. And this is from Christy, and she's from New York. And I feel like that's a great trip and a great gift. And it's a little late now. (laughs) (laughs) It is good, though. Yeah. Thank God it was the wife saying, hey, girl. It was like the husband, like, hey, hey girl, me and my wife are here. Like, what? <laughs> it's true. Where are you guys with gift giving? Because I, my husband, who's standing right there. <laughs> hey, girl. Hey, girl. Is really good at gifts uh, and enjoys giving them. And I find selecting the right gift for someone to be a very stressful activity. And I feel like yeah, I'm not good at it. Especially if they're good. If he's yes, a good gift giver. I yeah. know. So you just don't get him anything. You know, it's turned into the kind, of, the kind of thing where now we sort of just ask each other what we want. The romance has gone out of the gift giving. I think it's helpful if you like drop really obvious hints kind of in the months leading up to it. Like, oh, what a cool thing this is that I would really like. For it's my like, birthday, right. So cool. And then hopefully they'll pick up on it. I just played the Jewish card and it usually works. <laughs> How does that go? Sorry, I'm Jewish. Uh, <laughs> I mean, no, I, like, I, you, you know what it is like with gifts? Like, you never get the exact reaction that you want. So then you feel like, like you gave this person like an obligation. Yes. And then it's this like game that no one can win. And so I just, you know, like most, most of my friends, like we don't give each other things and we're fine. Human interaction is so difficult. Because you've ever had someone give you a gift when you know you weren't going to give them one? That's the weirdest. When I... When That's I, the reason TGI Friday's gift cards exist. When I was a little kid, do you remember going to birthday parties and there would be gift... Not gift... I said gift bags, as if it was like a gifting suite or something. But there would be party favors. Yeah. 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 I remember I went to this kid's birthday and the gift that I had for him was the same as the party favors. That's all my parents, is Precious. that not? I mean, I was very young. And you know what it was? It was, um, do you remember Magic Sand? It would come, it came in this like genie's bottle kind of thing, and you'd pour it out uh, underwater, and it would make, if I remember correctly, it would make little castles. Okay. Um, oh, I think awesome. it existed. It was really cool. This was in the Sea Monkey era. I'm, I'm aware it of Magic was. Sand. Yes, thank you very much. Sea monkeys are a huge disappointment, though. Yeah. They don't the Sea Monkey era overall was very exciting. Yeah. <laughs> there was so much potential unfulfilled. Yeah. All right. Thank you for your excellent questions. Um, let's move on to a segment which I explained last night. Uh, I don't, I used to do the Hey Go Fuck Yourself segment a lot on my show, and then I felt like it was just potentially encouraging the haters, or I don't know, I got to a more centered place in my life where um, I don't have as much anger. But I'm bringing it back, because we have Trap Dog here to do it live. Uh, So some people on this stage would like to tell some people to go fuck themselves. And then Trap Dog had this idea, which I think would be super fun, to divide the audience into thirds, right? Yes. And have you guys do... You you explain it. Well, if you're up to it, uh, you would each sing a hey, because it goes like this. Hey, 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 go fuck yourself. Now, if you're comfortable doing it... Which they are. Let's say that well, we do seem to be a bit strong in the middle, but we will start on this side with the hey. Oh, that's beautiful. Nice. It's like and then we'll go hey. hey. And over here, hey. hey. 
And then we all sing, go fuck, fuck yourself. yourself. And if Trap Dog taught me music in high school, I would have been such a better person. <laughs> that's, that's been my dream. <laughs> Wait, your dream has been high school music teacher? Yes. It can't be that hard. To teach them that. Well, when they find out that's what I want to teach, they change their mind. (laughs) (laughs) Not not very forward thinking of them at all, I don't think. Should we do a practice round? Let's do a round. Ready? One, two, three, four. Go Go fuck fuck yourself. yourself. Oh, that's delightful. Doesn't it feel so good? You know? (laughs) But we need someone to clap because you're busy singing. Okay. All right. Mike Lawrence, did you want to tell someone what they can do? Uh, yeah, I'll do it. Uh, uh, I, I, God, I have too many. Um, they're all movie directors. Uh, Josh Trank for The Fantastic Four. I saw it just so I could be the first person to do something. Um, and, and Dr. Dre for Straight Outta Compton. Go fuck yourself. Be- no, because... He hit, he hit a woman in real life in 1991. It is not in the movie. And he apologized for the incident, saying that was a younger part of my youth, that I no longer uh, am that person, even though the movie is about a younger part of his youth. Also, Ice Cube in the movie writes Friday Alone, even though we all know that he co-wrote the movie with DJ Pooh. So they can go fuck themselves. That's all right. right. One, two, three, four. Hey. Go, Go fuck, fuck yourself. yourself. Oh, that is awesome. And then I wind up dead in a week. <laughs> I don't think they're listening. And then that part gets cut from the next movie. Yeah. <laughs> Hutch and uh, Rachel, do you guys have any people that need to go fuck themselves? Yeah. Kids that are 20 years younger than me that tell me about some great band that they think I should hear that I was listening to when they were like fucking two. <laughs> Also, Uber drivers that tell me about all the concerts they went to in high school, but then they don't listen when I tell them that I went to those same concerts. <laughs> this has just happened one time, but it was really annoying. Do you know there's a whole generation of people that think like the Ramones is a great t-shirt company? <laughs> <laughs> Black Flag, like Joy Division. Like if you just made a great t-shirt back in the day, it doesn't matter what your band sounded like. Or it doesn't matter how many records you sold. Like those, they're still selling T-shirts. Yeah, Ramones, millions of T-shirts just, still. What about just chatty Uber drivers? Yeah, is there a mute option? An Uber silence app. Yeah, I had one the other day where she was like, "My day's good. Thank you for not asking." Oh, <laughs> right away. Because I literally the, the 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 last time I was in Seattle, sixty dollar uh, fare to the airport. Uber, had to sit up front, go fuck yourself for that, and the guy literally talked to me for 40 minutes about an Eagles concert. It was so awful, I felt like I was at the Eagles concert. (laughs) Yeah, what is the correct protocol for letting someone know you don't want to have a conversation? Greg, who, uh, who's this guy who's a regular on the Thursday version of my podcast, said that what you do is you just say, I'm sorry, I'm not in the mood to have a conversation right now. Which I, There's no way I can do that. I wish I could. I mean, it, it takes the simplest thing for them to jump off. I literally was wearing an X-Men t-shirt, and this guy was like, oh, my ex-wife won all of my X-Men comics in the divorce. Like, that was the first <laughs> thing. And then the car just locks itself. <laughs> <laughs> have you guys um, found out your Uber rating? 
Not Did great. You know that you can, uh, oh, and oh, way you worse have, after this, probably. <laughs> yeah, apparently if you email... So in the same way that we rate them, they rate you. And you can email them and find out. I don't know if it's like once a year, like your credit score. I don't know how it works. You can find out what your rating is. And once I found that out, in the same way that it's like, ooh, negative comments on the internet, I have to look at you. I'm like, I think I need to find out. I, at that point, I'd only taken Uber twice, but I still felt compelled to find out but I haven't found out yet. I would never give a Uber driver under five stars. Every single one. I. Uh, that's another Yelp Yelp reviews that are one like where you're trying to get someone fired. Like anyone who tries to get someone fired, go fuck yourself. Like that's a shitty thing. When they know where you live, yeah. <laughs> but like when it's like a Dunkin' Donuts employee, you know, like they were supposed to care. Like, did you not know what it was yeah, when no, you I went in there? Yeah. Seriously. Like is, uh, are you, is the woman supposed to smile when she gives you the hand job after the massage? You gonna give her three stars for that? Did you see that there's people that are like reviewing national parks now? And they'll be like, oh. they'll be like Yosemite was like pretty nice, but like then it rained and I didn't see a deer. One star. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only okay with that if we get to see the suicides that come afterwards. <laughs> this Motel Six was too low of a ceiling for me to hang myself. <laughs> You know what I don't like on Yelp is when people write their review in a, like, as if it's real-time narrative style. This is a real soft go-fuck-yourself, because these people, there's not really anything wrong with it. It just happens to really bug me. So it'll be like, you know, rainy day, comfort food was on the ticket, da-da-da. Like, walk in, empty seat, nice. You know, have you seen these reviews? They're incredibly long, and... They're really conversational, and like I don't. Most Yelp want reviews that much sound like lyrics in the Love Shack song, like <laughs> "Bad Service, Smelly Room." <laughs> like if that person talked to you in real life, you would want to shoot them because they're a garbage monster. But you trust their opinion because it's online. That's right. I feel like they could go fuck themselves because I want us to sing more. All right. Let's do it. That's a lot of people. Let's get it really loud this time. One, two, three, four. Hey, hey, hey. Go. Oh, awesome. <laughs> Excellent. So something happened to me yesterday, which is I was sitting there, and then I literally threw up in my mouth a little bit. Um, and I was thinking, it's weird when you do something that has become a figurative phrase. Like, I literally threw up in my mouth a little bit. Or what is the phrase people always say? Oh, that made me throw up, yeah, throw up in my mouth a little bit. It would be like if you literally threw someone under a bus, or if you were, like, literally at a rodeo and someone was literally showing you the ropes, and then you said, oh, hey, this is not my first rodeo, but, like, it really wasn't. Yeah, no one has rolled on the floor and laughed their ass off. That is not a thing that has actually happened. No one's even rolled on the floor and laughed. No. no. Yeah, no one's even laughed out loud. No yeah. one, when they're, you're not, you're not laughing out loud. You're not. You lulling me tells me you're not laughing out loud. Yeah. <laughs> How do you feel about the LOL? I'm not a fan. I can't take any fan. more, any of any of them. When my dad started texting like a couple of years ago, he would be like, I miss you a lot, lol. <laughs> I'm really proud of you for your new job, lol. I was like, is he just being, like, super sarcastic? <laughs> and after, like, the third time, he's like, like, what do you think that means? He's like, lots of love? And I was like, Aww. thank you. <laughs> but no? That's sweet. Stop texting me. No, he texted me still. 
Um, yes, how has having your dad be on text? How's that going? He was like, he was like signs his name dad, you know? Oh, like, I know. It's fine. I don't like it when either of my parents text me because then it's just like the chances of me texting something inappropriate is... To the wrong person. Yeah, because it's almost all... The, like every other text I'm looking at is inappropriate and then like all my mom's in there. Yeah, I got to delete my, it right my away. My dad uh, mass texts his, his kids and he only has two sons. It's <laughs> the laziest. He's like, happy Christmas, guys. Like, you couldn't send two. You couldn't personalize it a little bit. <laughs> it's not a lot of work, papa. <laughs> uh, Hutch, have you ever sent someone the wrong message? Or have you just been worried about it? I don't think I have. I think I have like lied about it the next day. Like, oh, that wasn't for you. <laughs> That weird sex at like 2.30 in the morning. That was for my girlfriend. Oh. <laughs> I think what it is too, like when parents like text, they just stare at the phone waiting for it to come back the way that they like stared at a phone 40 years ago hoping someone would invite them to prom. <laughs> like, they don't understand like you're doing something else. They're like, where are you? I'm waiting. Right, right. My mom, if you don't respond to her email, she'll just send the exact same email. And she won't even, she won't forward it and be like, hey, did you see this or anything? It's just almost like a computer if it's like, did not go through. That's how it feels. Text me and be like, did you get my email? I'm like, yeah, I just got it. And then she like makes up emoticons. Like one of them looked like like a lady's parts. And I was like, (laughs) what could this possibly be? Like, is it a hug? Like, what are you giving me in this emoticon? What was it? I don't know. Wow. He's a really old phone. Maybe the emoticons don't translate. To this day, I have no idea what it was. Maybe she was sending you a vagina. It's possible. You came from this. Remember. <laughs> Wait, was it two parentheses? Just like, 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 right next like, to each like other? curly brackets and then regular parentheses. Like, that's like a. That is very vulgar. Smaller vagina vulvar. instead of a bigger one. I don't know what it was. Which is kind of what you are to your mother. A so. Russian doll <laughs> vagina? I have no idea. It's like Georgia O'Keeffe on an emoticon. <laughs> it's Georgia okay. O'Keeffe Infinity, actually. <laughs> um, let's do Just Me or Everyone. Sometimes I ponder on something I have thought or done. It's just me. Or everyone. Okay, so this is where uh, people tweet us things they think or do, and they wonder, is it just me or everyone? And then we weigh in, and I'm just going to pretend I didn't see two people just get up and walk out. <laughs> okay. All right. Like, I know it's was a it festival. Was it just them or everyone? <laughs> I hope it's just them. <laughs> uh, I know it's a festival, and there was a lot of things going on, but I mean, shit's about to get real. It was two really offended Uber drivers. (laughs) We weren't sure you knew who Depeche Mode was. (laughs) That's him. Okay, Dr. Gonzo Esquire, although I suspect he's not really an Esquire, says, know that person who incessantly speaks to you you, even though it's obvious earbuds are in and you're rocking or potting out. So, is that just him? Potting out? I know. That's a thing? I don't... I don't want it to be. Like the pot is just yeah, all in your Ira head. Yeah, Ira Glass has this shit on lockdown. <laughs> potting. Pod, P-O-D. P-O-D. I thought he was like really stoned and he's just like, the weed is just potting around Oh, yeah, no, no, just no. Just vaping hard on the bus or whatever. No, potting. P-O-D-D-I. 
NG. It's true, though. When you listen to a podcast, are you ever potting out? I mean, I guess you could be kind of zoning out. Yeah. I know. I get pretty violent when I hear Radio Lab. I just start <laughs> moshing by All myself. All the editing is yeah. making your I'm just out. learning too much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So do you guys know someone who will speak to you even though it's obvious that your earbuds are in? I think we covered that, Uber. That's true. Yes. Um, I have the thing where I don't know what the protocol is when you're talking to someone and they're on their phone. But, like, they're kind of engaged. And, by the way, I think I'm usually that person. But they're kind of engaged in a conversation with you, but they're also, like, they have their phone out and they're kind of tapping. Maybe they're also sending a text. They're multitasking. But you know that you don't have their full attention, but you don't want to... But so I'll sometimes just stop talking. I don't know what to do in that situation. You can call them... <laughs> Even though you're standing right there. That is the best way to handle that. I think the, that. The, the tougher is when you like someone and then you see their real selves on the phone. Like, that's oh. scary. Like, when they're just, like, mean to a customer service person for no reason. And you're like, oh. Yes. Yeah, or someone who's mean to someone in a restaurant. I can't stand that. Yeah, that one's rough. Um, okay. I never send anything back. I, I, I won't do it. I think it was like the McDonald's seven and a half years, but I will not. I saw things. Uh, never did, did it myself, but I saw, oh, yeah. What did you see? Oh, everything. Give us some examples. I mean, people would uh, jizz on stuff. People would rub it against their balls. No. Rub it. Now, see, you're grossed out by that, but if I told you what the customer said to deserve it, you know, you should root for the sperm. Well, also, you're already uh, eating at McDonald's, so... Yeah. Who right. sends food back at McDonald's? Like, what was made Dummies. wrong? <laughs> People that like the taste of sperm. Yeah. <laughs> People who can't afford to climb Mount Everest but want the same thrill. So, I'm just trying to figure out how this would work. Okay, so your, your, your filet of fish is too breaded or what have you. And I'm you not going to make the obvious tartar sauce joke. Right, I just I want you to know I'm a better person than that. You send it back, and then... That's going to take some time for someone to work themselves into a state where they can jizz on your filet of fish, right? Maybe they're always ready. <laughs> just oh, <yeah>. work, <laughs> working oh, yeah. at McDonald's just has them in the lather. Those employees yeah. just had to be like, think of my death, and then they're right there. <laughs> um, I mean, it, yeah, it's, it, it, it's pretty quick. Uh, I'd like to believe it's in a separate sauce container with oh, all the other stuff. That makes sense. I mean, sense. I just like... It was just, you know, like, a lot of times, like, people would throw stuff on the floor, put it back in. Because the thing is, like, if you are mean to those people who have nothing, you are the worst. I you know? agree. You are, you are challenging, you know, forces that are beyond your control and understanding. <laughs> like, so it's, it's amazing, like, what, what, like... I mean, the things, like, that's why comedy was easy for me, because the things that people said to me are the worst things I've ever... No heckler can break me the way that someone... At McDonald's? Oh, did. yeah. Like what? I mean, just, uh, you know, you, you fucking idiot, or did you not go to school? Just, you know, way worse than that. The one that would always piss you off, I thought this was fast food. <laughs> you know, things like that, you know. But how do you get a revenge on a heckler then if you can't jizz on his burger? I know. <laughs> I, would, I think I'd be happy at a job where I could just jizz on food whenever I wanted. 
What? Because either you're the lowest level chef or the highest level <laughs> yeah, chef. Yeah, yeah. It's either the $5 yeah. or the 500 Try the foie gras. What if that like, applied to other jobs, though? Like here at the office, you like, didn't like a memo. People got to eat lunch still. Disgusting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. People got to eat lunch. Jizzing on someone's... Lunch. Eating. We used to have a guy at lunch that would sneak into the uh, refrigerator and eat people's lunches. We'd come to work at like 2 in the morning when he was drunk, and he would like eat everyone's lunches. And then they set up a video camera... And they caught him just going in there, like, and just like eat everyone's lunch. Well, you got to jizz on your own lunch. Just eating someone's lunch. There was this woman that came in every single day, and she would ask for fries, no salt, and a busy drive-through. Which, if you're gonna ask for fries, no salt, it's fine, but go inside because it ruins everything for like 20 minutes. Um, a fresh fillet of fish, like the, and she literally looked like the villain, like the headmistress in a in a in a kids movie. Like you can't <laughs> go in there; it's forbidden. Um, and she would always find something to complain about and I think it was like a thing that she needed mm-hmm. because there was no other reason it, it, we, even if we got every single thing right there would always be something wrong she would like the lettuce wasn't right or the tomato was weird so did she get jizz? oh god yeah. <laughs> I think that's the only time she did <laughs> like <laughs> Okay, I have to ask, as someone who... In fact, I hope she listened to this podcast and just went, harumph. <laughs> She's the hanging worst. out with Dre, listening to it. Um, okay, I have to ask, as someone who, if I order... This makes me sound persnickety, probably. But, if that's the right word. If I order salad and I ask for the dressing on the side and it comes with the dressing on, I will be very apologetic and I'll hem and haw, but I still will say, oh, I ordered this on the side. Can I possibly... Da, da, da. Am I going to get some kind of, like... Probably not. surprise in it. <laughs> if, you, if you say it up front and you're nice and let's say you get it back and it isn't exactly what you want it, just go. That's, that's all I'd say. Do not return it again. That, that's all. Just because, like, a lot of times people at McDonald's, like, that's the best part of their day. Oh, I'm like, not talking about McDonald's. Oh, okay. Oh, oh! Like, I just mean in general. Oh, I don't like know. A I never, general food service. I never question. worked in an actual restaurant. I wouldn't okay. know. Let's hope that the whole jizzing on the food is exclusive to this McDonald's only. <laughs> I don't think, and it, not just across the board. I'd say it's pretty common that if you mess with the wait staff at a restaurant of really high or low caliber, there'll be some degree of retaliation. It might not always be seminal, but I think there'll be something. Uh, right. There'll yeah. be something that'll be tampered with. I know a story of a guy who worked at, um, oh, I can't remember what, what restaurant it was. It might have been like Melting Pot or something. Um, but, w- Megan, do you know? It was Melting Pot. Okay. Super fan Megan over there knows where people take breadsticks slide them down the front of their pants, pull them through the crack, and then on the way back out with breadsticks. Which, do you, like, do you realize how much grease that would leave in your underwear? Yeah, there has to be a special rash that only happens. (laughs) Oh, that was the funny thing. Like, people would, like, take the fish fillet and, like, it's, like, and it's burning their leg, but, like, I got my revenge on you. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Like I said, uh, never did it myself. Never, never did it myself. But I was not that sad when I saw it. Hutch and Rachel, have you, did you guys ever work in food service? Uh, yeah, I spent quite a lot of time working in food service. I did, uh, did some catering. I worked in a cafeteria. I worked at Taco Bell. Uh, worked at a coffee shop. Okay. 
I worked at Carl's Jr. for a long time. No, there was no kind of any crotch rubbing of any sandwiches or burgers. I never rubbed any food That's on more of a crotch. Carl's Sr. thing. <laughs> <laughs> the son learned better. <laughs> yeah. I'll repeat uh, the mistakes of his father. <laughs> How can you have a sequel when there wasn't a first one? Yeah, what was senior? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Jen says, just me or everyone, I never want the receipt with me. Just put it in the bag, please. Yeah, I'm pretty much a receipt in the bag, please kind of person. You guys? These are the hot issues of agree. the day. Are they really? Do we have to have a preference? Uh, yeah, I... I know I'm supposed you don't to, have keep, to keep receipts for like tax reasons. I've never once successfully kept any receipts. Yeah, I don't really day. keep mine either. No, you just do everything like credit card. Yeah, all right. And it all digitally is on your bank statement. I feel like you guys don't have a lot of zest. If you're like too picky about question. where the receipt goes, are they going to wipe their ass with it and then <laughs> put it in the bag? I'll Probably. just take it any, wherever you want to put the receipt is fine. Just however you want. I think anywhere I go from now on, however you want to cook it, I'll take it, whatever. Right. As long as it doesn't touch your junk. Or think what a stronger position you'd be in if you were just okay with jizz all over your food. Or if you, like, preferred that. Right, if that's your thing. What if someone complained one time? You know, I noticed it tasted different and... (laughs) No salt on the fries because they're already salty enough. Yeah. From the jizz. <laughs> really does ruin the whole system. Just saying, if you want it, fine, but go inside. Big Al says, just mirror everyone, working around other people, you learn to identify them by the sound of their shuffle. Yes, that is true. Everyone has a distinctive gait that you can identify, I think. Do you guys don't seem to agree? I feel like so creepy if I just told someone, I'm like, I heard your distinctive shuffle. (laughs) I mean, it's terrifying. (laughs) It must be you with that shuffling again. (laughs) I think if it's like my boss has like a certain keys that are always like jangling on his pants. I can always hear his like jangly keys coming, which gives me time to like switch Facebook off of my browser and put my like work email up. But uh, I don't know if I know everybody's sounds or shuffles, just the important people, you know? I think those are only things like Sherlock Holmes notices at the end of the mystery. (laughs) Uh, Ames List says, just mirror everyone, get freaked out when sitting in a parking spot and someone next to me pulls out. I think my car is moving on its own. Yes, yes, definitely. I definitely have that one. You can make someone feel that if you're like at a stoplight next to someone and you just kind of start rolling ahead a little bit, you can... Yes. She sounds a little paranoid just in general, too. What is she just always just sitting in her car and parking? Like, what is she, smoking crack? (laughs) Right. Why so much sitting in your parking spot? Sounds a little paranoid. Yeah, I agree. Ryan Hero says, just mirror everyone, always thought the front of cars looked like faces with different expressions for different models or brands. Um, Does that guy work for Pixar? Because there's a movie <laughs> franchise about that that also expanded into planes, and they tried boats, but it was too sad. Yes. Although Jimmy Buffett would have done all the music for it for free. <laughs> um, I, one night in college, was probably the most stoned I've ever been and was very entertained just looking at cars in a parking lot. This is before the movie, by Looking the way. at faces? Seeing animal faces in the grills of cars. I wish I could have that much fun with anything now. 
Is there like something harder you could take? Like some <laughs> right? Where do I go from here? Yeah, <laughs> there probably it's is prescription. The movie no. Cars was like terrifying to me because it's really like like a post-apocalyptic movie when you think about it. Because like people probably built the cars in the roads and then the cars murdered them and had like a car apocalypse where they've reigned supreme ever since. I think you're right. Yeah. <laughs> ATL podcast fan says, when I've shampooed my hair and I have some extra lather, I work the beard, then I work my way downward. Hashtag yes, all hair. What is the hashtag indicating here? Yes, all hair. Racism. (laughs) I think he's talking about his pubes. Right, okay. Sounds like a fun guy to take a shower with, though. It's very (laughs) thorough. Right, and he's economical with the lather. It's all the yeah. same soap. It's probably better. They'll probably be very lustrous and uh, right. silky. Wait, people wash their beards? <laughs> <laughs> and their pubes, apparently. So. Well, yeah, I get that. I hope so. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, with shampoo. Okay. Um, all right, Eric Wright also. Wait, we didn't weigh in on that one. I, I, if I have extra lather when I shampoo, I, um, I think I just. Let it go. I just say goodbye. I would use it to its full extent. Where? Wherever it needed cleaning. Okay. Mike Lawrence? People wash their beards? Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I, do I look like the person to ask grooming questions? Well, I mean, you must trim your beard at, at, to some degree, right? Wouldn't it just no. be like a full-on Santa Claus otherwise? No, it's literally like the minute before I think my wife is going to leave me. <laughs> I go to the barber. So every two months. Um, and, and that's it. <laughs> Eric Wright Olson says, when I heard the term underground railroad as a kid, I thought it was an actual railroad, literally underground. Yes, I did too. I think we all did. It's common for young some children. Of us Wait, was like... he disappointed that it was just a thing that gave thousands of people freedom? <laughs> Boring. <laughs> Isn't that better? No, I thought it was Thomas the Tank Engine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to do a few more Just Me or Everyone's, and I think some people on stage might have their own, and then we're going to hear a song from Hutch, which is awesome because I have been a fan of Thermals and of you for so long that... Um, I can't believe that you're actually going to be playing a song on my podcast. Thanks. That is so cool. Okay, Val Perkins says, notice how often people get itch and scratch wrong in a sentence, starting to wonder if people know the difference. I have noticed that, and I, it almost seems like they're now interchangeable because people will say, you know, well, itch it. But no, you, you, I don't think you really can itch something. Well, I think you itch is it. like a constant and scratch is... Like a large swoop. Oh, you can itch a, itch a scratch. Wait a minute. You can scratch an itch, but you can't itch a scratch, can you? Yeah, you scratch and itch. Can you itch you an don't, itch? But people say, oh, I've been itching it, like itching a scratch. I get totally hung up on um, flipping a switch or switching a flip. There is no switching a flip, but my brain wants there to be. Okay. It's like an exciting dance move. Yes, that would be cool. So wait, um, did you guys have any Just Me or Everyone's? I sleep, eat. Does anyone? I wake up yes. in the middle of the night, but it's always sugar. If there's any sugar, there's any like candy or cookies or anything in the house, and I'm like kind of, I'm, a, I'm awake enough to know 
I'm doing it, but I won't stop. And it's always like... Do you ever wake... Uh, so I, I do this too, although I actually will sleep, eat healthy things. Yeah. And sometimes I'll be like, if I'm going to eat something in the middle of the night, it's going to, like, I'll sort of earmark it for that. Um, Maybe, like, making brown rice and vegetables <laughs> yeah, like, for half an hour. Yeah. The scary thing about the is it just me or everyone is when you find out it's just you. Yeah. And then you get to feel lonely in a playhouse yeah. full of people. <laughs> That's a gift that I like to give everyone. Um, do you ever... So you're aware of it, though? Do you ever wake up in the morning and you're like, oh, shit, I ate that? Or are you yeah, fully aware always. of it? I feel like the only... I just try to not keep sugar in the house because the there's no stopping. I will never, like, stop myself once I wake up. Yeah. Okay. It's lonely world. <laughs> uh, what about you, Rachel? Uh, I've never slept eight. Uh, one thing I do, which I'm doing now... Sometimes uh, I like to be really thrifty, like with the shampoo. And if I have like a hole in my pants, I'll put like black tape to disguise the hole. Uh, Or if I have a stain, I'll use like a Sharpie over the stain. Or if like a button is broken, I'll just like tape my shirt closed. No one can tell except now since I'm telling everybody. Where is the tape? You never will know. I can't, I don't see it anywhere. I look totally put together. You do. I'm taped closed right now. And then I you just, like, touch her, and it all just falls just, apart. <laughs> like a loosely. bird lands on her shoulder, and she's like, no. <laughs> I think that's ingenious. I think I need to do that more often. I'm a big fan of safety pins. I don't currently have anything safety pinned, but um, I've definitely gone through phases. Because I don't like to go to the tailor, so I've definitely just safety pinned things to make them the right length. They're convenient. That's, I think so, too. All right, that was just me or everyone. Let's hear a song. What song is this that we're going to hear? Uh, It's called You'll Find Me. Okay.
thank you so much. Mike Lawrence, I know that you have to go. It is 7.53 now. So, All right. Um, well, thank you, everybody. Tell that everyone, was fantastic. Mike, tell everyone where, plug whatever you want to plug. Um, I'll be here at 10 o'clock doing stand-up with Paul and Storm if you want to see that. And uh, my Twitter is uh, I am Mike Lawrence. No, it's the it's Mike, Mike Lawrence. Lawrence. There you <laughs> go. Um, and my Instagram is Mike Lawrence Comedy. Uh, thank you, everybody. Thank you. All right. And um, Hutch and Rachel, tell people uh, where they can find you. And is there anything coming up that you want to plug or anything like that? Uh, yeah, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at The Thermals. Uh, there is stuff coming up soon. I can't. We're, we worked on a record uh, in Seattle actually, uh, like a month or two ago. Oh, what? Well, yay! So I can't say anything exactly, but eventually. Can you say anything, be a record. anything about um, like tonally what this one will be like? Uh, I think it'll sound like every other record we ever made. So. <laughs> oh, good. Then I'll check love it, it out. <laughs> Dark tones. <laughs> Uh, and my band Wimps is from here in Seattle and we have a new tape that was just recently put out on Killer Rockstars called Super Me and we have a full length coming out later this winter at a to be determined date and we're also on uh, Facebook I think under these Wimps and Twitter and Instagram as well thank you all right you can follow me on Twitter at Allison Rosen. Follow the show's Twitter feed at A-R-I-Y-M-B-F. Hey, if you're going to buy something on Amazon, this will make more sense to the listeners at home. Uh, click through the Amazon banner on my website, AllisonRosen.com. It doesn't cost you anything extra, but it helps out the show. And thanks to everyone in the audience for being an amazing audience. You guys are awesome. Thank you for the support. I love you. A hearty, hearty thank you to Tom Rapp, Trap Dog who came all the way out here from New York to do these shows. Thank you. Thank you to Colonel Jeff Fox. And and I want to thank Jenny from Gibson for hooking us up with the super nice guitars while we're in town. Thank you. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. I love you. Goodbye. I will go out to the lobby and say hi um, shortly. And uh, that's it. Thank you. Goodbye. Do you know that the Allison Rosen show? We had a good time, but now it's time to go. Thank you for choosing the Allison Rosen show. Oh, the Alice and Rose show.